RadioInfluence.com. All right, what's happening, everybody? How you doing? What's cooking? How are my friends? How is everybody? Good, 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 good. Rolling along, rolling along. Just keep plodding along. One foot after another, step by step. You don't go backwards. You go forwards. You're going to have downtime. Everybody does. That's life. It's called life. But you know what? You just keep on plotting and going forward. And that's what we're doing with this podcast and everything in between. All right. Who do I got today? Who do I got today? The last couple of weeks, it has been Buccaneers owner, Joe Glazier, who never talks publicly. And then it was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Todd Bowles, general manager, Jason Light with last week's NFL draft. And so, you know what? It's time to time to shake it up a little bit. I had the heavy hitters. Didn't want to be just Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. So today on the Rock Stops here, he is on, I, I hate that term. I don't use Mount Rushmore. He is one of the best broadcasters in the United States, sportscaster, host, highlight, real, voiceover extraordinaire uh he's just been in it a long time and he is as good as he has ever been i'm talking about chris rose if you have watched for many years mlb network i think he had the best show on with Kevin Millar. I thought it was always good. He mixes in personality, entertainment, but always has facts to back up on what he says. And again, he's a very good host. He's kind of like the quarterback, you know. He makes everyone on his shows better. That's the sign of greatness. I remember going back to the days. Do you guys remember? Uh, it was on, it was kind of like a... It was ahead of its time. The best damn sports show. You talk about entertainment. Entertainment, talk show, fantastic. Uh, I I told him when I saw him and asked him to do this podcast, I told him on NFL Network on Sundays, I love when he comes on, it's seven. It's around 7.30, 7, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, right after those, uh, you know, the four o'clock games. And he just, it's just highlight after highlight, and it gets you caught up around the league. There's not, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about this at the end, but I just think he's just so good. And you know what? He couldn't have been nicer, more down to earth. Once again, proves my point. Those that are at the top of their profession are not a-holes. They're good people. Yes, you have to have talent to be up there at the top, but you also got to be a good person because nobody's going to deal with you. You won't be around long. No one's going to want you. So anyway, here he is without further ado, how he made it to the top and how he is still crushing. How does he do it? How does he do it? Because as we all know, if a lot of I know a lot of broadcasters follow me and we know this business. It's very hard. It's very hard to stay employed, number one. And number two, it's very hard to stay at the top, and that's what he has done. So without further ado, here he is, my man, Chris Rose. All right, I am with the great 
Chris Rose. He has just been such a success in the media, still crushing, still looks young, ah. a smile on his face. Congrats on your success. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. I appreciate it. I'm not young anymore. I remember starting out at CNN Sports Illustrated in the mid-90s. Now, that's when I was young. I was 25 when I got there, and I was sitting in a newsroom. I had Fred Hickman, the late, great Fred Hickman, to my left. I had Vince Cellini, caddy quarter to me. I had Bob Lorenz on the other side. I had Nick Charles, two seats down. Jim Huber was working in the newsroom, and I just sat there. It was like being a rookie on a on a you know an NFL team or a big league team, and you just sit down, shut up, do your work, ask some questions if you can, but stay out of the way. But it was such a good learning experience, and thankful that I'm still around. Uh, no, be beyond just still around and so versatile. Let's you know. I remember too the best damn the best damn sports show. So, so popular at the time. That was kind of ahead of its time, it was. was it not, Chris? It was, and um, I still get asked about it. it. It went off the air in 2009. It was on for eight years, and it was unlike anything else. Now, it was not perfect for everybody, and I understood it. But I think what it allowed people to discover was, at that time, at the turn of the century, we took sports so damn seriously. It was okay to take a breath, have some fun, Sports are enjoyable, they're hilarious, they're dramatic, they pull on all the emotions. Uh, I also thought that we, for better or worse, opened it up so that athletes could talk about something other than just their sport. Like, I thought we were at our peak when it was Tom Arnold, John Sally, Michael Irvin, and John Cruck, and we blended really well. Guests came on, we got A-listers to run through there in the entertainment and the sports world. In the beginning, People were like, you want me to come on what show? And then after a little while, they were like, can I come on the Best Damn Sports Show, period. That's when we knew that we had kind of found our niche. And uh, it was a ton of fun to work on. When you got into this business, sometimes there's guys like, I want to do play-by-play. I'm even a little older than you. I was like, no, I want to do the 6 and 11 o'clock news, which now is hardly anybody's watching that. What about for you? What what, what was it for you, Chris? I, I wanted to be Costas. That was, that was my guy growing up, and I had the good fortune of working alongside him uh, at MLB Network for a decade, right? And, and Bob made it into the Baseball Hall of Fame, and, and he came in for a meeting, and I just went up to him. And this was a few, few years in, right, um, that we had been working together. I just went up to him, and I said, Bob, listen, I, you know, I know I've known you a long time, but you're one of the reasons I got into this business. Like, it's, it's been an honor to be alongside you, to be have you as a mentor, to have somebody that I can bounce ideas off of, and I just want you to know how important you've been in what I've done for a living. And to be able to tell that to somebody, to one of your broadcasting heroes, I, I think, I, I know he appreciated it. Um, I guarantee you I'm not the first person to go up to him and say something like that. And so uh, that, was, that was pretty awesome. It's also very unusual for someone to host and anchor on MLB Network mm-hmm. and also NFL Network. That that usually doesn't happen. Is it just because you're versatile? Do you like doing both? Oh, I love it. That's the number one question I get. So, you know, I was at MLB for a decade. I've been at NFL now going on almost a dozen years. Uh, I have the good fortune of doing something that's totally off the beaten path. That's a robot fighting show called BattleBots where I get to you know, hone my play-by-play chops. Um, but, you know, they all use different muscles. So it's like asking you which one of your favorite kids, 
you know, who's your favorite kid? And by the way, once the microphone's off, I'll tell you which one of my kids <laughs> is my favorite, um, just in case they're listening. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's great. I love the energy it gives me. Um, you know, with John Boy Media and my baseball world, I'm working around people that are literally half my age, most of them. So it's, you know, and then here at the NFL, you're at the the pinnacle of the profession and you get to cover this, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was sitting on a set with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like, it doesn't get better than that. I'm doing what I dreamt I would be doing at seven years old and now I get to do it. What do you think has been the key to your success, your longevity? It's a crazy business, man, as you well know. And you've been at the top now for a long time. Well, I appreciate that. It's, uh, I love working. I am still passionate about it. I think I could count, when I talk to kids in college, I try to talk to at least five or six classes a year, right? Through friends that I've, I've made that are professors, right? That are teaching on the side. And I tell them the same thing. I said, whatever it is, whether it's this business or something else, find something when you put both feet on the ground that makes your heart flutter every day, right? And this business still does. I can seriously count on my fingers and toes the number of times in almost 30 years that I haven't wanted to go to work. And almost nothing has to do with the work itself. It's something that's going on in family life or something bothering one of my kids or my wife or somebody else in the family. And that's it. but also just a, a total respect for the industry. I started out as a camera person. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, was, I made $4.85 an hour as a part-time camera person at the ABC affiliate in Cincinnati, Ohio. And by the way, if you think I suck on TV, <laughs> you ought to see me try and shoot somebody on TV. Like I was cutting off half their faces. I'd have directors calling me in the headset, who's on camera too? And I'd be like, it's Rose. They'd go, you suck right now. And I was like, yeah, I know, I'm not very good at this, but at least I'm in the building trying really hard. So I, I think it's just a real respect for what everybody in the building is doing. I always tell people, you might, not, you might not have the perfect job out of the gate, get a job so you can understand what everybody's role is. It just, it helps you become a better on-air person. My last one, and you already hit, usually I, I say, what about advice? You already hit on that. How about, is there a bucket list? Now, it's funny, doing this, it's the Rock Stops Here podcast, and people who have made it to the top, and maybe when the limelight is over, and those that are at the top say, no, I just love what, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. You, you, you've done an awful lot, you're at the top. Do you still have maybe a bucket list that you would like to do? Well, you know, my hometown Cleveland Browns gave me a great opportunity last year in being able to call the preseason games with Joe Thomas and Aditi Kinkabwala, and... Um, You know, I always wanted to call Browns games. As a kid, I would rehearse with one of my brothers, uh, Pete. Yes, I do have a brother named Pete Rose. We can talk about that later. (laughs) But when when I was 12 or 13 years old, we would plug a microphone into the VCR, Google it, kids, um, for what that was, and we would broadcast. My first Browns game I broadcast was a 10-6 to loss at Kansas City where Paul McDonald got sacked 11 times. And I remember being, I was the analyst, and my brother was the play-by-play guy because he was older, and so he got to choose. And I remember saying, God, the Browns suck. Their offensive line's terrible. And I was like, then I turned to my dad, and I said, do you think I could be on TV? And he's like, oh, sure. With that call, absolutely. I was like, yeah, it's not going to happen. But uh, that sort of stuff happened. Uh, I'll tell you the one thing I haven't done. I always wanted to host a game show. Really? I, yeah, yeah, I tried out for a couple. It didn't, it didn't quite happen, but um, 
uh, close. And, and BattleBots is a little game showy, if you will, but, you know, so I've had a, I've had a great run, man. It's been fun. And you're not done. I hope, unless you know something I don't. No, 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 no. Did, no, did no, you no. talk to my bosses here? Because if so, everyone loves you. I appreciate it because uh, they almost asked me to turn in my media credential on the uh, way in. That's all right. Listen, thank you so much. Thank it's you. an honor and a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. I thought it was interesting there where he said like he just likes to work. So do I. It's once I, you know, once you have the broadcasting bug, and it's in your blood. It, you just you you usually you, you don't get rid of it. You don't get rid of it. It might be in your profession. Maybe not. I know a lot of you have jobs that you can't stand. <laughs> and I understand that because I did that. That's why I did everything I could to stay in broadcasting, to stay employed in something that's fun. But he just loves to work and he's a good. And you know what? He is a good guy to be that high up in this field. And to take time out for me, he doesn't know me from Adam. Who am I, Mr. Little Tampa guy? Uh, and I really appreciate that. I, I really, really, really do. I used to love that Best Damn Sports Show. That was sports talk before, before it's time. Entertainment sports talk, you know? And, 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 and here's the thing that I have. Th- this drives me crazy. Programmers. Sports directors, news directors, PDs, um, you know, you name it. Those in management in this crazy, wacky business all say the same thing. You can get all your highlights on your phone, so there's no need for, you know, a highlight show. That's old school. Bullshit. Because I'm busy. You're busy. You're not all day, 24-7. It's not like you're 12 years old where you can just stay on your phone the entire time and keep updated on everything that's going on. Like, for an example, NFL Sunday. You have the first games at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Then you got the 4 o'clock, 420 games. Then you got the 8 o'clock games at night on Sunday night. All right? Are you able to just... Now, some of you are. I see a few of you, but you're in the minority. Maybe you're a bachelor. that They don't get off the couch. They stay and watch every single play, you know, all day for, you know, 12 hours or whatever. Not, not many of us can do that. And especially if you got kids, you have a wife, and there's different things going on. Oh, honey, we got to do this. We got to do that. Okay, we're good. No, you're good for the next couple hours. You're good for your Bucks game. But, you know, boom, 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 something goes on or I got to you got to do stuff. You got to do stuff around the house. Right. So, I mean, when it comes to on Sundays, Sundays in the evening at the end of that second game, I would love to just get a wrap up the old school wrap up without the breakdown. I've tried this. I've tried this on ESPN or wherever your your platform is and you can't just get the highlights. But you can with Chris Rose on NFL Network. I think it's the only show. I don't need to hear a debate between two former athletes going at it and taking an opposite side. I don't care. I just want to get caught up. What do the Chiefs do today? What do the Patriots do today? How's Belichick and Mac Jones? 
How did it go for uh, Russell Wilson in Denver? Is it still bad? I didn't check out that game. I wasn't able to see. I was watching my game, you know, and he just goes rapid fire and he's really, really good at highlights. And I used to love doing that. I, I did that for years and I just loved it, man. But I mean, so it's good. It's great. And I told him that and he thanked me up and down and it's really, really good. So hopefully they'll do that again this year if you do have NFL Network. That's the other thing now, too. But anyway, thank you, Chris Rose. Appreciate you. Appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. Um, we're going to be moving into our new home. We got a house. If you've been following the Rock Stops Here podcast, roll the dice. My wife really never always liked, liked the house that we had. Always wanted to get, you know, uh, something, blah, blah, blah. We did. We sold. We have been staying here with my in-laws. Hopefully the dog won't bark. Hopefully Nanny won't be coming back and the dog goes crazy and you'll pick it up on here. But anyway, uh, in a couple of weeks, we are set for closing. We don't want to jinx anything because this has been a long process. And then I'll figure out what should I get? Do I do YouTube TV? Do I go back to, I still have Hulu. I've been streaming that. Got it on my phone. I hardly ever use it, but my daughter uses it for all her stuff. But um, <clears throat> I know that that YouTube package, the NFL package, came out. But anyway, I'm trying to figure it all out. We'll figure it all out. But it's just the good thing is we should be settled before football season starts, before training camp starts. That would be my goal. Once 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 training camp gets here, boom, and we got a lot of trips planned. My wife and daughter do as well this summer. She's not going to go to a sleepaway camp in Georgia. We're done with that. So we got to keep her. She's an only child, and you got to keep her busy. You do. Otherwise, it's going to be phone all day. All, that's how she can entertain and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, we'll, we'll figure it all out. So what has been happening besides the NBA NHL playoffs and that Tampa Bay Lightning deal? It was just a different year this year. Um, baseball, you know, the hot start with the Rays and all that. That's been cool. But what I have really enjoyed was I like NFL events or events where you have time to talk to people that you normally don't get a chance to do. That would be the Bruce Arians, Arians Family Foundation celebrity golf classic and the gala that they had the night before i just love that because i was honored to be able to be there and to be credentialed and there's not a lot it was also going up the night of the gala when they have the happy hour they have a red carpet i was hoping to try to get a couple of podcast guests because it's usually a who's who but it wasn't set up for that. You got to you gotta feel it out. Believe me, I am all about on the fly. If you follow me, you know I am on the fly. I don't set stuff up and I go and bam. But this is a situation where you can't force it. And, you know, these people are paying money to support Bruce Arians and his family foundation. The money is going towards a great cause. It really was... It was really something for me to see. Bruce Arians and his wife. His wife was in a, a, a family law practice going back 20 years ago. And she would see what would happen with these kids that are in the court system and they're just, they're abused, they're neglected. And she's like, it tore her up. I got to do something about it. 
she told Bruce, and they started this family foundation, and it's just to try to find volunteers, and they train them, especially seniors. It could be husband and wife duo. It could be husband. It could be, you know, and just you'll get back what you're given to these kids that don't have the good family structure, and they're neglected, and they're following through on it. They've been doing this for over a decade or way more, and they just, it was really, really, so that was neat to see. And when his wife was talking and when Bruce was talking about it, it was really, really cool to see. So I go to the Family Foundation's gala event and it's on and it's in my area. I am in Upper Pinellas County, which I think is just gorgeous because we have trees. It doesn't seem like much to you, but a lot of, a lot of uh, developments in Florida, it's just, they level it. They take all the trees out and they pop up the homes and yeah, you'll plant some trees that takes 20 years to, you know, give you some shade. And, uh, I love it. There's a little bit of hill. I know that. I know it sounds crazy if you're not from here, but Florida is very, very flat, but I love where we are. So at Innisbrook, it's a golf resort. It's where the PGA tour stop is every year at the Copperhead course. That's where Bruce Arians was having his event. And I'm like, finally, I get to go to an event that's 15 minutes away. Unbelievable. It's always in tap, as a man driving and always. And I was like, all right, that's number one. And number two, I just really like Bruce Arians. I like him. I know he can be tough and a hard ass, and that's how you got to be. He's a football coach, true and true. He's a straight shooter. Although he admits he, he he nobody lies better than him when it comes to NFL draft time. <laughs> so even that there goes that straight shooter out the window. Lie 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 liar. But no. But he's just people gravitate toward towards him and I I just get it. He just I really really like him and I like his family. And they're real tight and they're all together on this thing. So I was really looking forward to it. And I applied for credentials. I got approved. Boom. And I'm like, I can't wait to go to this. I'm going to go. And it was opposite a Tampa Bay Lightning playoff game. What does that mean? It means you're not going to have a lot of media there. So you don't have to share interviews. You'll be able to, you know, get more on your own. Uh, but I saw how it was set up and it wasn't set up that way, but it was very informal and it was a nice venue and it's just a night, it's for a good cause. And I love being at a positive event. I'm not, look, I'm not here positive saying guy. Some people overdo that on social media and I, I just want to, but, and others like it. That's nice. That's not going to be me. But I do like going to events where everybody is in a good mood and it's neat. It's also not at a stadium or on game day where people are a little bit more stressed. Their time is hard to come by, to get. You know what I mean? This was, and I was there way in advance, sat in the parking lot. I don't know about you, but as I get older, I don't like rushing and getting to places just trying to cut it close to get on time. I used to do that all the time. I really did. And it's just, I think it comes with age. I don't want to rush. I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to be in traffic and knowing I got to get there. You know what I mean? So I usually get there early and then I sit in the parking lot. And I just, I'd rather be there. 
I guess I'm that comes with age. But anyway, so it was a nice night. There's a lot of trees. Innisbrook is gorgeous. Had the windows down. Posting on social media, seeing what's going on. I get in there early, blah, blah, blah. And there's only a, a handful of media reporters there because everybody is covering a home Tampa Bay Lightning NHL playoff game. So I'm like, this is beautiful. And they had a red carpet, but the people that are coming in, and I'm aware of, some other people are not aware. They're only about themselves. And I could have been like, I'm there. I got to get my, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get some of these big names on my podcast. And it's about me. It's about me now. Like they're paying money to support Bruce Arians. They're there for the cocktail hour. There's going to be a dinner and it's time for them to just chill and smooch, smooch, or, uh, smooth, smooth, whatever, you know, BS. And so I didn't want to be that guy. And so I actually put my recording equipment over to the side just had my phone out. I'll do a story for the Tampa Free Press or so. Give Bruce and his family foundation a little pub. See if that might bring in a volunteer or get a donation, help out the cause, and just have a nice night and see how it goes. And who comes walking in but Joe Madden? Joe Madden, the former World Series winning Chicago Cubs manager, Tampa Bay Rays, Devil Rays and Rays manager that changed the culture around Yes, he did, and Cash has continued it, and with the front office, and Pennsylvania guy, loves his football as well. He was a football quarterback, and a catcher, and a Joe Namath lover, and I just really like Joe. I like Joe, and I like Bruce Arians, and they're friends, and Joe came here and flew in to be here for his buddy Bruce. And I saw him and he went, nah, let's do the hug, the hug. And we ended up just shooting the shit with Ira Kaufman from Joe Buck's fan. Ira's a great communicator. And Ira, Ira was good. He's like, I read your book, Joe. The great, great analytics in there. Your book. He started reciting chapters of when the San Francisco Giants played the Cubs on this and that. And Joe could remember everything. It was unbelievable. And we just had a nice time. And then Joe got pulled off in another direction. He goes, I'll be back. I'll be back to you guys. Because if you didn't know, I went with Rick Vaughn, who used to be the PR director for the Tampa Bay Rays for many years. And he is, he runs Joe's foundation. And I, I saw that Joe, I wanted to go to the major league baseball all-star game last year. And I know I talked to a guy, Mark Topkin, that covers Rays. He's like, they really set it up the day before the all-star game. It's great. You can go talk to whoever you want. You'll get a lot of big names. And I was like, but it was in L.A. And I looked at the expense and the flight and the whole, it was just too much. I couldn't swing it. And then I saw that Joe Madden was having his thing in Pennsylvania. And I love Pennsylvania. I was born in Scranton, PA. We moved to Jersey when I was a year old. But I'm, and my brother lives in Lancaster, PA. It's a different part of Pennsylvania and his kids. And I love PA, North Jersey, all that jazz. So I was like, and I checked with Rick. He's like, sure, we'd love to have you. Can Joe do the podcast? It was right after the, he was let go by the Angels, and and sure. And then I ended up kind of being around the whole event and the next day and helping out, moving stuff a little bit, and, and went to Joe's house two nights in a row. And it was just, it was, it, it renewed my sense of like 
there's such good people out there that aren't in it for what's in it for them. You know what I mean? There's a lot of that, lot of that around. What's in it for me? If I do this, what's in it for me? Joe Madden is not like that. Bruce Arians is not like that. Hell, Todd Bowles is not like that. That's for another day. I know he's got to win. So anyway, I was just, I had an incredible trip to Pennsylvania. I couldn't stop talking about it. The flight back and it just, sometimes you need that. You need to get out of your comfort zone, get out of your area, go somewhere. And if it's really, really cool and positive, it just, it, it, it just renewed my energy level, man. And so I hadn't seen him since then. And that was last summer. And here he is. And he's ready to go back. He's just going back. He was staying in Mesa. He was in Arizona. And he was telling Ira and I, he goes, you know how I wrote that book? It was during COVID, the height of COVID. Joe has a, uh, a camper, sleeper, a nice big thing, motorhome. And he was staying at a campsite. And even though it was Arizona and it was 100 degrees plus during the summer, he got out. He loves to ride his bike. He, he goes, I got on my bike every single day. I'd take my shirt off. And he put this microphone. It wrapped around his head, and, you know, the ear thing. And he just would tell stories and of his life and back in different seasons for his book. And he would just get on his bike. And he goes, with movement. I, I never tried this. But when you're moving, instead of just sitting, like I'm sitting now in a back bedroom, sitting back here with the fan on because it's it's Florida. Very comfortable, though. Um, but when you're moving on a bike, it, it just, it, these these thoughts, these remembering, it would come back to him more. And that's how, and then at the end of the day, he would send that to his editors or the publisher and then they would go over it and then they might have a couple of questions back. He would hit those questions, answer them on the next day on his bike in a campsite in Arizona and then he would do that each day and he's like, that's how I wrote my book. Isn't that interesting? And he just had a change of life. No, I don't know who he's told. Like just something different happened. He told me, wanted to tell me because I was there this summer. And I said, really? How about that, Joe? That's it. Life is good. But anyway, he's looking forward. So he's heading out of here, going back to Pennsylvania because it's the warm weather now. And he just loves it. He kept the house in PA. It's right on a golf course, the Valley Country Club, right uh, the next town over from where he grew up in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. And it was just so cool. And then we had a chance talking with Bruce Arians. And Bruce was, you could tell that Bruce, and he would do the red carpet. And those that would come that are supporting, they would come for a picture. There was a couple of times. Now, they hired a freelance photographer for the event, for the two-day event. And he was busy. And then I would end up taking some pictures on the red carpet for Bruce Arians and his family and whoever was coming up on the red carpet, I'd take their phone, take a picture for them. One woman was like, I'll do, I'll, I'll take a picture of you on the red carpet. I said, you don't have to do that. But it was really, really, really nice. And then we, I had an opportunity to stay and have dinner. They actually had a table set up for media, which no one ever does uh, when you go to these events. If you're media... You're like, eh. you stand on the side, you get your interviews, you get your, it used to be when I was in TV, B-roll, they call it, that's footage, and then you're out the door. 
you know, you're not going to stay. And they had a table set up for some media if you wanted to have a nice dinner. They're so uh, so accommodating. But you know what? I did want to get back and watch the Lightning playoff game, and I didn't want to overstep my boundaries. And I would be there the next day uh, for the golf, and you could get some of the guys before they would tee off. And so I was looking forward to it, and it was great. And I was just like driving home, and I'm like, again, with Joe Madden, Bruce Arians, the family members, uh, people that were there are there because they're just, it was just good. Just good. That to me is better than a game, a practice, you know? So then uh, now here comes the next day. And 10 o'clock we could be there and start meeting some of those that are going to go out on the course. And then they had a, a backdrop set up with a mic stand and it wasn't really conducive to one-on-one interviews. So I was like, I really didn't come away with any podcast guests, but that's how it goes. Sometimes you got to go with the flow. You're not going to always hit a home run. And there were more media there because the lightning had already played. So now it's in the morning. You got more TV cameras. You got a couple of more reporters and, but still very informal. And they had a nice setup. They had breakfast for the golfers, uh, oh, they had a big Dunkin' Donuts uh, tent, which was awesome. They were giving away iced coffee. And believe me, uh, from 10 till noon, it was getting warm, and it was it was nice. But it was, it was cool. And then we were talking to the PR director, Nelson, and he was telling us that both Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, the quarterbacks, they're going to battle it out, that they were going to be there. But it's an off-season workout program. And it's very, uh, they have to follow rules. Like the coaches are not allowed to work with them. There is specific, they call them OTAs, organized team activities. On those days, the coaches can work with the players. The mini camp, the players and coaches can work together. Now, they can all be at the facility, but they just can't be doing But they're going through what they call installs of the new offense under the offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, he came from uh, Seattle. And they're going to cut it close. Tea time was 11 o'clock, 11.15, something like that. They're going to have the national anthem. Beautifully sung by this uh, big Bucks fan, Papalate, his son. Beautiful, beautiful rendition. They had the paratroopers come down. Uh, it was just really, really nice. Everybody was in a good mood. I, I walked in. There was Bruce and his wife coming in. Hey, how you doing, man? Bruce, you're the man. How you doing? Great. Great event last night. Great today. Blah, blah, blah. Here's 84-year-old Tom Moore. 84-year-old Tom Moore is offensive consultant. He worked with Peyton Manning. He worked with the greats in the NFL. Bruce Arians hired him, and they kept him on. Todd Bowles kept him on. Uh, Ira and I BSed with him the night before. A lot of stuff about the Hall of Fame, this and that. And Tom Moore is so, he just, he doesn't say much. He talks like this. Yeah. And he, I respect him. Again, um, when I'm 84 years old, if I can stay up until midnight, I can be out. And it's not like they're just throwing him a bone. Like he breaks down... tape he coaches he's he lends his expertise with quarterbacks tom moore he's like you said he's 84 and he wants to work till he's 100 and he's still walking around ira how's your health great great he's telling us about his levels when he goes to the doctor everything is great he feels good he was out there in the morning he was driving the golf cart with his uh partner 
uh, a sweater vest. I mean, just really, really cool. And here, here, here's a funny part. Ira Kaufman and I were talking with Tom Moore. Over to the far, you could see Joe Madden. We I think we'd already talked to Joe Madden, but we're going to talk to him again. And and Ira goes, oh, Tom, Joe Madden, you know him? He goes, oh, of course I know him. And, and Ira, or it was me, that said, oh, Joe's a good guy. And Tom Moore goes, not good. Great guy. And we all laughed. And I ended up telling that to Joe Madden. But... When I said, Joe, do you know Tom Moore? We walked over with Tom. He said, do I know him? How you doing, Tom? They, oh, how you doing? How you doing? He goes, I had him in Wrigley. When Joe was the manager of the Cubs, if you knew Joe and you just asked, Joe would host you before a game. He'd make sure you get on the field. Look, look at that. And here he is trying to manage the baseball team. There's a lot that goes on. It's not just the baseball on the field. You're in charge of everything. They got to come to you for everything. You're at Wrigley Field, the cathedral for baseball, day games, and you got to, and you, you're, 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 you're on your way to a pennant. You're trying to break the curse and win the World Series. And yet, anybody that I ever know knew that knew Joe and asked, Joe would host, host you. Uh, come, I'll set you up tickets. I'll get you on the field. How about that? Have I done anything like that for anybody? Hell no. God dang, that's unbelievable. So again, great. Baker Mayfield gets there. He's not as, he's not very big. He's got strong legs. He's strong, but he's not. They list him at six one. He doesn't look six one to me. Now Kyle Trask is a little bigger. They both were in separate golf carts. They were in separate foursomes. They weren't playing in the same one. See, like when when Blaine Gabbert was here with Brady, let's face it, Gabbert was not competing against Brady. Gabbert was number two. And so there wasn't that sense of competition. But Trask is trying to be number one. Baker Mayfield's trying to be number one. Now, they both say all the right things. What's it like? Oh, it's great. That guy's a great guy. Yeah. You know, Kyle Trask, oh, Baker's a good dude. Da, da, da. They all went with the offensive line to the uh, Lightning game. And Baker Mayfield said he's starting to like the city of Tampa. But again, it all comes down if you win. That, that's how it's going to come down. And he was, I was right there when he was meeting his foursome. And it's these gentlemen, these business guys, they pay a lot of money to make sure that they're in with a Baker Mayfield or playing with a pro and this and that. So it was kind of neat. It was kind of neat to see. And again, everybody in a good mood right now. It's, it's May. So everybody, every, you know, everybody thinks they can win and and get, make a long run in the playoffs. Everybody's happy. It's going to be a little different once you get to training camp and it's a hundred degrees and it's humid as hell and you're fighting to try to be number one. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. It 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 really really is. Mike Allstock came. He's still a big fan favorite. He really is good to everyone. Everyone. If I was being asked for my picture and autograph and shaking hands and over the over years, Allstock has always been good about that. And he even told me. He did this Rock Stops here podcast. He's like, "I don't mind." Fans are, you know, he loves the Tampa area. He was from, he was from Illinois, Joliet, Illinois. 
He's he's drafted out of Purdue by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and has always he's called this his home. He's been a longtime high school football coach for his son and beyond, and he just loves the area. And he's like, that's Bucks Brothers. That's what we do. Rondé Barber, another one. His brother Tiki loved being on TV, loved New York. Even before he got on radio, he does a national radio show now. He's done a lot of TV work. When he was still playing with the New York Giants, because I know uh, a guy that worked at the Channel 2, the CBS affiliate uh, in New York, and Tiki was working while he was a player, already getting his feet wet and learning and doing TV work. And I remember asking Rondé here. He's like, nah, that's not, that's Tiki, that's Tiki. But Rondé called, he made a home with him and his family. They're like, we're staying here, love it here. And he, he always says it. And again, being a Hall of Famer now, he came in, he loves golf, he's very good at golf, and he, he talked to all of us, and again, same thing. They just love living here, being here, and being a member of the community, man. It's kind of cool to see. And again, so we, Rondé, Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians' wife he brought up, and she was saying, you know, it's almost emotional. Over 20 years she's been doing this, trying to help out kids that have been neglected, and what you can change a kid's life. And you know what? If you wanted to get involved at all or volunteer, they really, that's what they need. More than even money. The money goes to training volunteers. They need volunteers. Go to ArianSFamilyFoundation.com or just type in Bruce Arians Family Foundation. Google it and you'll get the information and you can volunteer and change a kid's life. And Arians, Arians is great. He was telling us, he goes, and especially seniors. And he looks into the cameras and he goes, seniors, I know you're bored. Do this. And you'll get more out of it than the kids will. You're helping a kid, giving a kid a life that's been neglected. And it was really, really, it just it was just did something to me, man. It was really, really, really good. So I'm going to spread the word. ArianSFamilyFoundation.com. Check it out. Todd Bowles. Now, Todd Bowles saw him the night before at the gala he was there with his wife you can just tell by why i'm a big observer body language being around bruce bruce's wife christine uh bruce and todd's wife and they really get along good hell that's let's face it that's how todd got the head coaching job bruce decided you know what brady's coming back i'm getting up there in age you know what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step down and let Todd have this. And Arians told us, he's like, look, had I stayed on, what if we didn't have a good year, which is what happened? I know they won the NFC South, but they were 8-9. They were and, and really 8-10, and, and they lost the playoff game. Brady was not as good. He goes, if we only win, you know, 7-8 games, I'm going to get fired, and then Todd's not going to get the job. Or he doesn't, you know, he might interview, but they're going to interview other candidates out there. But in this situation, I step down now, Todd's going to get this job. I really do believe that he really wants to help out his friend. So anyway, uh, Bowles was there, and then Bowles was playing golf the next day. And he came over and did a little interview. And n nothing near shattering, nothing, nothing big about that. And I saw Todd. I actually thanked Todd for sitting down with me in Phoenix for this Rock Stops Here podcast. I thanked him and gave him a big, strong handshake. And he goes, you're very welcome. And I wanted to thank him. But, uh, you know, the golf, 
they're they're heading out. Oh, Steve DeBerg. Now, st- for those of you that are a little older, you may have remembered Steve DeBerg. We used to call him the DeBurgler. And he was a damn good NFL quarterback, and he played for a lot of teams for a long time. And there's a younger guy that's out of Atlanta that's in the Tampa Bay media. And he goes, who's that? I said, that's Steve DeBerg. And I said, you're too young to know. And he goes, Steve DeBerg? I remember him with the Falcons. Whoa. I said, yeah. No, he he lives here in Tampa Bay. Now, Steve has come. He's helped me out a couple of times, come on my shows, helped me out. And there was one time where he came in and I had him throw football passes to me in the TV station. We taped that. We used that as the open. And I just remember throwing a football to Steve DeBerg. And even though it was in the station, the way it comes out of his hand and it came to me, it's like, boom, you know, boom, boom. It's got zip on it. The spiral is tight. Even though he was late 50s probably, mid 50s or something like that. No, hell no. I think it was like he was he had just played or something. 45, was he, when he was with the Falcons that time, that year? But anyway, it just came out of his hand. You know, it's just different, just different. It's like playing catch with a major leaguer. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pop in your mitt. Like, it comes out different. You know what I mean? It's like a major leaguer when he hits you a fly ball or when he takes batting practice and you see it just go off the bat it's like a golf tee shot it's like how the hell did he hit it that far doesn't even look like he's swinging that hard they're just they're the best of the best best of the best so i and steve and i had seen steve the night before he was having his beers and i didn't want to bother him at the 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 night you know the happy hour and so i saw him he's walking by me he's got a big hat i said steve how you doing, man? Rock Rally. He's like, hey, you playing? I said, no, nah, I'm not playing, Steve. He goes, you working? I said, working. I said, Steve, how you hitting him? He goes, oh. I said, no, nah, I hear you're a good golfer, man. I know you are. He's like, no, nah, my body's breaking down, man. And I said, well, hit him straight, Steve. And then he got in his cart, and he was driving his cart, had a Tom Moore, and they were heading out, and it was a hot day. And he, you know, and I looked it up, and I think, I thought he was actually older than that. I think he's only 68, 69. I thought he was older. But he, he said, ah, my body's beat up. You wouldn't know it, but these former NFL guys, you play a long time in football, you add on the years in college, you add on the years in high school, it's going to take its toll. I do have a tip. I think, you know what? I, I don't want to give away anything, but look for... More and more flag football for kids. I'm talking about elementary school kids. Girls as well. Just look for that to be happening more and more in our country. I think it's great. I think it's great. I don't I don't believe in having the kids hitting and with, you know, six years old, seven years old, eight years old. It's not that much fun. Practices aren't fun. I think flag is great. You get to learn the game, skill positions, and then once you get... I remember Warren Sapp one time say he only believes in high school is when you start putting on the pads. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So all in all, to me, it was just a really, really great, great week. And I enjoyed being around these people. And once again... 
This is the same thing that happened to me. Super Bowl, NFL Combine, NFL Owners Meetings, Arians Family Foundation Golf Event, two week or two nights, two a night and a day. No assholes. No jagoffs. Seriously. How nice is that? <laughs> Nobody's got time for that. You ain't gonna be invited. You know? So just very, very happy, man. And I hope, I hope that you can find something if you're struggling and you know, life is just beating you down. Because believe me, I'm not telling you it's not like life is just wonderful all the time. It's almost like posting on social media. I'm not gonna tell you about some of the rougher times, but overall been very, very, very blessed. And it all starts with health. That's the number one stinking thing. So hang in there if you're struggling with that. Hopefully better days are ahead. And now and then just try to come out of your comfort zone. You know what I mean? And be around good people. Don't don't be around jagoffs. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the the role that I'm on lately. Like a friend of mine I like going to a neighborhood bar, especially if I could walk to it, man, or Uber. If I'm driving, two's got to be the limit. And I know I'm, you know. But lately, I, I'm just sitting down. Have a nice cold one, chill. I have been seeing, like, just pretty good people lately. Now, one was strictly at a place I had never been to. Bartender was cool. Worker was cool. People were kind of cool there. The last couple times I've been to my friend Damon's place where he works in Safety Harbor, random guy or two sitting there, it turns out to be just good dude. Good dude. I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm, I'm in a roll or something. I don't want to I don't want to jinx it. That's, that's my wife's big thing. She's like, don't jinx anything. I can't say don't jinx anything. <laughs> oh, my God, you mentioned that you're jinxing anything. You know what? I better not mention anything else. Look, I'm going to keep on rolling. Hopefully, things are going to be keep going good. I will talk to you next week. If you're not, if you haven't subscribed to this, please hit the subscribe button. And uh, I appreciate that. All righty, all righty, all righty. So thank you very much. I have no idea. Now, I had stockpiled. I got a couple of other ones, guests that are here. But I, 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 we shall see. We shall see. And then once I get into our new house, it's not new, but it's a house. But it's new for us. Um, I got one of the rooms I'm setting up as a studio. And I've said it before, but I'm going to do it. So maybe I'll start doing some video. Video kill the radio star. <laughs> I wasn't even a radio star. Uh, anyway, anyway, listen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. And I will talk to you next week. Same time, same place on The Rock Stops Here.